0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Relationships Rule Podcast. Today, I am just so honored and pleased to be interviewing Cody Bateman, who is the Chief Visionary Officer and Founder of Send Out Cards. He is also my mentor, and I've been with Send Out Cards for over 10 years now, and I think probably everything I've learned about gratitude, uh, showing appreciation, and relationship marketing in all its entirety comes from Cody. So I'm absolutely thrilled to be interviewing him today. Just a couple of things I'd like to share with you before we get into our conversation. Cody's book, his latest book, The Power of Human Connection, How Relationship Marketing is Transforming the Way People Succeed, is a great guide for anyone who's looking to get into um, creating and and, uh, building their business through relationship marketing. Cody has a passion for celebrating the diversity of humanity and a core mission to bring the human race together. And he's definitely doing that with all of the things that Send Out Cards are doing. He says that when you take time to build relationships, the typical aspects of marketing become simplified and genuine. Relationships create an emotional one-on-one connection and a memorable experience. And that's where the real life riches are made internally and externally. So. Without any further ado, let's get this conversation started. Welcome, Cody. A long but important um, bio, Cody, because there's really so much in there. So thank you so much for um, being on my podcast today. I so appreciate it.
1: Janice, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me on today. Let's, Let's have some fun here.
0: Thank you. Well, I'd like to start by saying that one of the big things in your bio here I've underlined and underlined because I think it's the essence of what we're doing in your movement, taking the time to build relationships that then make the typical aspects of marketing become simplified and genuine. Let's start there because I know in your book the human connection, the power of human connection, you talk really quite at the beginning of it about that 80-20 piece around relationship marketing. Would you speak to that? Because I think it's the, the essence of what we're doing.
1: Well, we've. it's kind of interesting. We, we've, we've talked a lot about the fact that, you know, relationship marketing, there's a reason that relationship is the first word and not the second you know it it really is especially today all about relationships uh, more and more about relationships less and less about marketing and uh, we have what we call the 80 20 rule which is you know 80 eight, at least 80% of the time when you're uh, reaching out to a customer prospect or anybody that you're that, that you're aspiring or doing business with that you're doing it in a relationship way that you're simply trying to create human connection Uh, being in a place of service to those people. And 20% of the time you can sprinkle some of your marketing or sales efforts in there. Mm -hmm. And we really believe that we, in fact, uh, more and more so all the time. And it's, it's just important that people uh, understand in today's Google world, understand that relationships are everything. People do business with those today that they know, like, and trust and that they remember. Right. And so it's important that we do the things to be remembered by
0: it. it I find when I, I run I mean, I talk about that all the time when I'm talking to people about send out cards and how to best use it. And I often hear doubt or uh, hesitancy in people's voices when they think, um, it's not going to reach enough people. If I do it that way, it's going to be too slow. If I do it that way, I've been taught to do it the other way. And some people it's harder to bring over to quote our side. What do you say to those people?
1: Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, I've, I've worked with and talked with thousands of those people around the world because you know, traditionally you are taught to go out and generate a list and go for the close mm-hmm. and generate business as fast as you possibly can i mean that's that's kind of what you're trained to do but again what you have to take focus on today is that all of the all of that methodology is changing mm-hmm. it, you know the days of the slick sales presentation with the hard close those days are over you're not going to smooth or finagle or 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 coerce or, or convince anybody of anything today because they've already got the information on you. They have the information on you, your products, your service. They even have information on what your customers are saying about you before they even talk to you. It's so it's a totally different world today. And you just, it, the sooner that you catch on to the concept of creating genuine relationship in your business sales funnels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the quicker you're going to get ahead. and and. Uh, it, it's just essential today
0: it was interesting um a person that that uh, I had the privilege of speaking on the same stage as at your convention last uh, this past August Larry Levine the uh, selling from the heart guy he posted on LinkedIn today an article uh, a little post I don't know if you saw it and it's got a funny picture of some guy um, in sort of like a crazy position and he and the post talks about Um, If you um, talk about sending cards to your clients at this time of year, what are they really thinking? Like, where have you been all year? Why now? Kind of thing. And um, you need to show appreciation and support throughout the year because, of course, as we all know, that um, your clients are your most precious assets and you need to treat them special all year long you need to treat them special and catch them off guard, not just do it once a year at the most expected time of year. And although this is our busiest time of year for sending cards and gifts, we need to instill that um, consistency piece into our uh, customers, and, or into, our, into our customers, into the people, the salespeople, the, the business owners, the entrepreneurs that are out there doing this, to do it regularly because one, you need to have patience in that process, but two, in the end, it's the best. It's the best for building trust and for for retaining your customers.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, no question. And I'm glad you, that you brought that up because again, you know, the, the traditional holiday sending, uh, card sending thing for businesses. Again, the same rule that we talked about a minute ago applies there too. It's like, Everybody expects a Christmas card from you if you did, you know, if, if, if I did business with you. Mm-hmm. It's just an expectation and you're going to be one of hundreds of those cards. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get lost. If, if that's the only time you're reaching out and touching, you, 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 chances are you are going to get lost. Now, it's important to do it anyway. Sure. But chances are you're going to get lost the other hundreds. But I'll guarantee you, if you've been doing it throughout the year, like Larry Levine said, if you've been doing it throughout the year... Your Christmas card is going to be the one that's front and center. Guaranteed. It's just yes, that's the way yeah, it works. Yeah, and so good. you do. You want to uh, multiple times a year, you want to be reaching out to people. And it's not just with a greeting card. I mean, it's several ways. Mm-hmm. So celebrate people however you can. A phone call. You know, I, yeah. I guess call me old school. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, every once in a while, I, I like the practice of making three unexpected phone calls a day. Oh, I like that. You call up three people a day just to say hi. Yeah. Just to ask how you might be of service to them. How can I help you today? What kind of things can I do? What do you need in your business? Uh, can I send you a referral? All with the intent of just reaching out. Let me tell you, if you do that, it, it's just it's it's amazing what will happen.
0: You so, know, Cody, if you do that and they don't answer, is that counted as one of your calls and you just leave a message?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think you have to get too crazy about right. it. It's not like you have to meet some quota or something. But if you right. just make a habit, look, I'm going to make three calls a day and yeah. it, maybe it's a voice message. Maybe yeah. I'm talking to someone live. Maybe they call me back. But at least I made the three calls. And if you do that, good crime, if you do that daily, that is a lot of reaching out.
0: Yes, it is. You know, that, that's a lot
1: it. of reaching out. So, I love it
0: um sometimes i do it in text format yeah uh, but uh, because people respond to that faster but i am the i do first of all go to the phone and uh and so i really like that and uh it's funny i was interviewing or i was being interviewed yesterday on a young man's podcast um uh, who he'd been referred to me he's a young uh uh I think he's a teacher right now, but he's also running a, a coaching practice for young adults uh, starting out. And he wanted to do a thing with me on uh, LinkedIn training. And uh, we were talking about um, messaging people and uh, how, how do you do that? What do you say? And he said to me, I like to pick up the phone. And I said, what? Like he's, a, you know, he's in his early 20s. And I said, I love that. I said, stay with that because that is so precious that that it just shows something specific that you care. And so when that happens, do it. I really like that. And then your, uh, your, one of the first things that you taught me uh, was to act on your promptings. And of course, that's the, um, the essence, one of the essences of send out cards and you, Who needs to hear from me today? Who needs to get a card from me today? And that's always been my my everyday thing is like, I might not do it every day, but if I don't send one today, I'll send two tomorrow. But it's always sending out some kind of card to, an unexpected, heartfelt card to somebody. And that's where your stories actually come from, right? Because the other thing you talk about is how the value of stories, right? And that builds your business.
1: Well, yeah, no question. In fact, you know, your stories become your whys. You know, it's uh, the stories that 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 have an impact in your life become the reason why you end up doing the things you do. And the sent out card story, you know, I ignored a prompting mm-hmm. to say goodbye to my older brother, Chris, when we moved away. We moved away, uh, you know, and it had been three months. And I get a phone call from my mother telling me that my brother, Chris, had had died in an accident, tragic accident, 29 years old when he passed. The only thing I could think of is that I ignored the prompting to say bye to my brother when I moved away. Yeah. And so I made a promise to him that when I had a prompting to reach out in kindness to others, I would act. And I'd try to do all I could to help as many other people as I could do the same. Now, that became the why behind building send-out cars. You know, and, and that's why the core of everything we do is the prompting. And I've right. learned that the core of everything we should do is a prompting. I mean, the promptings will guide you. They'll guide you in your personal life and they'll guide you in your business. What is a prompting? A prompting is an intuitive thought to reach out in kindness, an intuitive thought to reach out to another human being. And that can be in your personal life. It could be, you know, with with uh, uh, relationships with somebody at your church or in your community and certainly with people in your business. And uh, it's important to stay tuned in. And the more you act on these little prompts, the more you act on the little promptings, the more you get. So if you get into the habit, that's one of the things we do at Send Out Cards is we talk about the importance of sending a heartfelt card, several every day, a message straight from the heart, not a system card, but a message straight from the heart where you think of somebody, you send them a message of kindness, maybe add a picture to the card, send it to them, do it several times a day. If you do that one activity, it will transform everything. Mm -hmm. It transforms your business, it transforms your personal life, it transforms everything because promptings guide you where you're supposed to go, guide you to who you're supposed to serve, Mm -hmm. and guide you to your genius within, which is what people buy from you.
0: So, this may be a little detailed, but I have to ask it because it's a perfect time. So, when you're talking to a business customer, who wants to set up a um a pretty good account in send out cards and and i know that I'm, I'm not just talking about send out cards here in the um podcast but this is a perfect example of they see the value of setting it and forgetting it and making send out cards part of their marketing system and they purchase a package that also gives them the ability to actually on your dime, basically, send as many free single card sends, heartfelt card sends as they want. And they don't take advantage of it. They haven't made that connection. How do you get them to make that connection? That's still frustrating to me.
1: Well, that is the golden question. It really yeah. is and it has been for the last 16 years. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, people's people's intentions are always good. You know, people love the concept, they love the idea, they want to do it. They get their account set up. They pay for it. Yes. It it really comes down to creating habits, and it's with anything you do in life. You know, how many people pay, I don't know, three, four, five, six hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars for an online course, and never implement anything they learn from the course. Yeah. I mean, it just it it's it, it, you 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 have to do more than learn it. Yeah. You, you have, have to live do it. More than be inspired by it.
0: Yeah, you have to you have live have, it.
1: You got to live it. You got to turn it into a habit. So Mm -hmm. it's like the cards, you know, it's, it's not enough to buy it. It's not enough to set up fancy cards. You got to send cards.
0: That's right. And
1: and if you will just do it, this is why I love the, we do, we, sometimes we do these 30 day gratitude challenges. Uh, Right now we're doing a brand new thing called uh, the 12 days of giving, you Mm -hmm. know, where we actually prompt you every day to do a certain giving thing. Mm -hmm. The reason that those things are effective is because they help you to create habit. Right. If you follow a thirty-day gratitude challenge and send a card a day for thirty days, by the end of thirty days of sending thirty days of cards every day, you're going to be in the habit of sending cards, and yeah. that's when it's going to be transformational
0: for you. you Got to put in the there. Looking for yeah. The other thing that that um, has always stayed with me about you. And one of your famous quotes is the stories in your mind become the stories of your life. And I can't tell you how many times that I've had to say that just to move me into another space. If I was feeling down about myself or something or something that was going on, I, I realized that what I'm saying to myself is, is totally, um, um Jeopardizing my thoughts, so the stories in your mind become the stories of your life. How did that start for you? When did you first go aha?
1: Uh-huh? Well, it's interesting. I don't. I I, uh, I tell the story about my dog Gus and the tennis ball, where yes. I throw a tennis ball out, and I do this big thing in my seminars. We have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. We end up throwing tennis balls,
0: and it's very powerful.
1: <laughs> but uh, that came from a story where I'd go out and throw these tennis balls in my backyard and my dog, Gus, a black lab, he would, he would go fetch the tennis ball and bring it back to me. But he didn't, he never liked to let go of the tennis ball. So I'd have to pry the ball out of his mouth and throw it back out there with the slobber on it. And now dirt gets on it and he doesn't care. He just grabs that dirty, grimy tennis ball and brings it back. Doesn't want to let it go. I, then I bring out a brand new tennis ball. And I throw the brand new one out. And he, he wants the new one more than the old one. The old one's grimy and gucky and dirty, but I'll throw the new one out and he'll run out to grab it. But because he won't let go of the old one, he won't pick up the new one. Right. And he'll literally lay down next to the ball and the game's over because he won't let go of the ball. And so we all get a good laugh out of that. But it's 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 a great metaphor as to what you and I and all of us seem to do in our lives. We get stories lodged in our mind just like a tennis ball in our mouth we get stories lodged in our mind that we're not willing to let go of
0: that we can only do it this way that's it
1: that we, can, we can only yes. do it this way or we, it's a limited thought or yes. you know I can't do this or I can't do that or I don't believe this and it's not going to happen for me or I don't deserve it or whatever those are all dirty grimy tennis balls that you're hanging on to and so when new possibility shows up it's hard for you to grasp it because you won't let go of the old. So that's where the stories in your mind came from. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it, it, the concept of you have stories that you've put here. Yeah. And the stories that you put here end up being the ones you live out in the real world. Everything happens in your mind first. So whatever story you have in here begins to manifest out there. So if you want to change your, if you want to change the trajectory of your life and get better results, change your stories in here.
0: Such a great message. And you do that so well in the promptings Academy. Okay. Let's shift a little bit. And I know that you've been very busy on stages everywhere and doing a lot of podcasts yourself. Your podcast is called relationship marketing with Cody B. Is that correct?
1: Yep. That's right.
0: And um, I'm loving listening to them. And I'm wondering as I'm enjoying so much doing my own podcast it's a new experience and I'm really enjoying it. Have what have you learned from doing your podcast and what do you like so much about doing a podcast? I'm curious.
1: Well, I the podcast itself is a way for you to create a deeper human connection with somebody. Right. You know, it's it, one of the welcoming surprises about doing podcasts is the opportunity to have people on that you interview and you really, when you're in the interview format, that's what you're learning in the, in the podcast chair that when you're in the interview format, you got to be on your game. I mean, you really gotta, you, you really have to, first of all, you got to be prepared to ask the right kind of questions, but, but you really got to listen well. You have to listen well to what they're saying Mm-hmm. Be able to interject with what they're saying to keep the the interview process going. Mm-hmm. Great interviewers are great listeners, mm-hmm. and so that's the one thing that i that one blessing that I've seen come from the podcast it's made me a better listener mm-hmm. and I think it's so important that you know we pick up that skill or we work on that skill. We all think we're good listeners, but we could all become better listeners so
0: Yes, I did a a solo podcast at the beginning of my podcasting days um on listening because I think it is an absolutely brilliant skill that we don't focus on. Did you know that the that an anagram of listen is the word silent? Oh, really? Yeah. If you move the oh, letters really. all around yeah. to listen, it's silent. And that so I always think somebody brilliant made it that way. And secondly, it's a way to remember that, that it's a good idea to be silent for some of the time
1: for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so as you have become, um, Freed up to do these things as you moved into the uh, chief visionary officer role of your company, it's it's allowed you to step back from the day to day and explore new possibilities and new experiences, such as your podcast and um, uh, speaking on more stages. Are you enjoying that more, the same, different?
1: Yeah, there's no question. That's really my first love. I, I mean, at the end of the day what I enjoy doing the most is teaching. I've always loved to teach. And so, you know, when you're speaking or doing podcasts or doing webinars, it's it's a form of teaching. And and uh, so I really enjoy that. I, I, I really enjoy that. I think it's a way that I can give back and serve people. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully there's some things that I can offer that, that would turn the lights on for people. And that's, and that's the reason I do it. I, I that the reason I enjoy teaching is not, you know, for any accolades or anything. In fact, the accolades I've gotten lots of accolades over the years, and, and I've never been really that comfortable with. It. You know, it's like. It, it, but but what I love is when I see, the lights go on for somebody. Like they like they get they get the concept now, and mm-hmm. and it and it and it makes a positive change in their life. That's the reward for me. It's not monetary. It's not attention or accolades. It's, it's the lights going on for somebody. And so I'm in a position now where I'm able to go out and do some of that more and create programs like that because I believe that everybody, I really do. I believe that everybody is a student first and then a teacher second. And so you're a student you learn stuff. And then to, to make your personal development complete, mm-hmm. you really ought to turn around and teach what you've learned. Mm-hmm. So I want to build programs for others where they can learn the stuff and then be able to turn around and teach the stuff. And, well, that's uh interesting that's interesting
0: because not yeah. everybody will be able to do that, but yeah. those who will will rise to the top, I would think.
1: Well, there's so many ways to teach. Now, not everybody's going to get on a stage and speak. Right. Not everybody's going to go do a fancy keynote presentation on a webinar. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain personalities that do those kind of things. Not everybody's going to do a podcast. hmm but everybody can teach. Everybody can teach in their own way. Mm-hmm. The best teacher is teach by example. True. Uh, the best teacher, you know, is is that you know I see that that father or grandfather figure that that doesn't talk a lot, but when he does, there's just those subtle little.
0: I know. Words. Do you know, um, my husband has been a teacher for thirty five odd years, and he's a basketball coach, and his first love has always been basketball. And now that he's not coaching so much anymore, he's getting on and he's, you know, he's the director of a basketball academy in the local school district. So he has um, uh, coaches that younger coaches coaching for him, but he goes and he watches them in action at the, at the different gymnasiums and, and uh, through the week. And, and he'll come home on a certain day. And, and he's like, Oh, I'm tired. I did some coaching today. And he I said, What did you do? And he said, Well, I was watching this girl for the like 20 minutes, half an hour, never said anything to her. And then he goes up to her and says, Let me just show you if you move your arm just a little bit this way, your shot will go in. And he just one thing. And she did that for the next 10 minutes went home just like, a hero because she got it. So he listens, he watches, and he's the best coach because he can see what's going on. And that's beautiful. the best thing in his mind to do something yeah, like beautiful. that. Yeah, you two would really get along because I know you like basketball and sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the things along with that is when I've seen you in action at your best, is at your Promptings Academy working one-on-one with people as they're doing their I am statements and uh, learning what, um, what they really truly believe by writing what they're saying and you kind of tweaking it, helping them see what they're limiting themselves and so on. I see, am I right? Like that's where you really shine.
1: Yeah, you're right. And, and I really enjoy being in that position. And, uh, I think after years and years and years of doing that format where it's interactive, you're working one-on-one coaching somebody in front of an audience, you kind of learn how to read, you know, read them a little bit. Uh, I've gotten to where I can actually read an audience pretty well. And I can tell the people in the audience
0: who need the help,
1: who need the help. And and so that, I think that comes from years of doing it. It may be a gift. I don't know.
0: Oh, I think so.
1: Yeah, and it's it's but again, everybody has those gifts. Everybody has certain kinds of gifts like that. That happens to be one of mine, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing in your life when you discover your gifts, your God-given gifts. Mm-hmm. And everybody has them. Everybody listening to this podcast, you all have highly unique gifts, transformational gifts that are that are amazing. And the great blessing in life is when you find those and use them. And I think that's the big challenge is to find them and use them.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and to have those, those people around you to surround yourself with people who can help you move that forward, because some people don't think they can ever be in that situation or right. Which actually leads me to the next thing I want to talk to you about, because I think this is amazing what's happening. Um, I know that you have just um, partnered with a wonderful um, charitable organization, and I wondered if we could just talk for a minute about it.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about this. We, uh, in fact, I just was on the phone this morning with Nancy Lieberman, who is a Hall of Fame basketball player, um, Very, just very, like, her accomplishments are unreal. Oh,
0: unbelievable, it's- and and when you announced this, I couldn't have been more excited because yeah. it's basketball-related, yeah, but anyway... <laughs>
1: Just an incredible person, but her, her story
0: mm-hmm.
1: is very similar to my story. And that's why we joined our, our charities. Mm-hmm. You know, she has Nancy Lieberman Charities and I have the McCabe Avenue Foundation. Right. Both of them want to give back to her, the communities back to the inner city kids, mm-hmm. uh, provide means for inner city youth to uh, have programs that they can build character with, that they can get out of the, you know, get out of the slums and get into a better mindset and, and, right. That's what the McCabe Foundation is about. It's what Nancy Lieberman is about. And, uh, you know, I have a story where I, you know, I, when I was 20 years old, I moved into an all-black neighborhood, and I'm a white guy, and and I wasn't accepted in there except for one guy, one kid, uh, uh, Tony Watson, who took me in instantly as a friend. He was kind of a ringleader in the neighborhood, and because I was his friend, then I became others' friends, and I'll never... F- forget him for that. You know, it was incredible he did that for me.
0: Well not to mention he taught you how to rap.
1: And he taught me how to rap. (laughs) And we do some fun stuff with the rap music and everything else. It's a lot of fun. Um but Nancy has a similar story. Twelve years old she, Mm -hmm. you know, wants to play basketball. She lives in um she lives in Queens as a as a child. yeah A white girl, you know, but she's gonna be a star white girl. You have to
0: add that. Yeah, Jewish white girl. That's right.
1: And she Best basketball players are are playing in Harlem, so she gets on the trains, 12-year-old Jewish white girl gets on the trains and goes up right in the middle of Harlem, the hardest part of town, gets on these basketball courts with these big male basketball players and ends up playing ball with them and being accepted by them. And now today, she's giving, after an illustrious career in basketball, she's now giving back to the communities by building basketball courts. Mm-hmm. And so it was the perfect union for king uh, Foundation mm, totally. to join with her. And uh, we were just on the phone this morning talking about our first location of the first uh, basketball court that we're going to build with Nancy. It's going to be uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. We're super excited about that. Uh, we're just starting to work through the details of that now. So it's really cool. It's really
0: uh, exciting. Uh, I was telling um, uh, Ala, actually, Ala Bardov, who uh-huh. worked with uh, Nancy, that we have a family here who does a similar thing uh, on a very smaller scale who had uh, friends of mine. They had twins, and they were both basketball players, a boy and a girl. And the boy got killed on – Uh, grad night uh, 12 Mm. years ago he was the star basketball player at the local school that my kids went to and it was a tragic tragic story and what that family has done is created a foundation and have been building uh basketball courts in the inner city schools here in Vancouver and I said at some point I would love Jamie who's the twin that survived uh to to have a conversation with um Nancy. Oh, yeah, you know, the level of yeah, because it's very, very cool. Um, So we're going to try and make that happen at some point, because it's very special. This is a young girl honoring her brother, really through this whole thing. It's very cool. Anyway, I digress. Um, But I think that's really important work. And I think it really speaks to um, being the best you can be giving yourself away, showing that anything is possible, as well as you know, it all works around building and and nourishing and retaining relationships absolutely so cody just to wrap up at this time of year in this time in your world um with all the changes going on for you with all the new things that you're doing all the people you've been talking to and so on um what would your message be right now to my audience to um to keep up the, to keep up the good fight, so to speak.
1: You know, it, 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 to me, it comes back to the same thing. It, it really comes back to the same thing. It's, I've really learned this whole promptings thing. There's something really big to the whole promptings movement and uh, the, the ability to act on your inner promptings, which is your inner voice that speaks to you talks about you and the genius in you and you know, we have people write down affirmations and I am statements. And when you write down your own, I am statements, those are, those are, those are clues to the genius that's in you. And there's things that I really truly believe that there's things in this life that only you can do. And, and you've been given the gifts and the blessings to do those things. And part of our mission in life is to find those things and do them. And that's the inner prompting. The outer prompting is what you do with who you are. That's, that's going to reaching out to other human beings. If you just act on those promptings, that's all you got to do. You just, mm-hmm. just act, you know, when you have a prompting to reach out in kindness in any way mm-hmm. you go out of your way to do it because they, it truly will guide you. It'll guide you to happiness period. I mean, we, you could talk about success you can talk about business and closing deals and all, it'll guide you to all that too. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, it's going to guide you to happy living. And isn't that what we all want at the end of the day? There are a lot of things that money will never be able to buy. Mm -hmm. And by acting on your promptings, you can have all the things that money will buy, but most importantly, the things that money won't buy. And that's why I think they're so powerful.
0: Can you, off the top of your head, and if you can't, it's okay, but can you off the top of your head think of, of one story right now that um, illustrates how that came to be for someone and they kind of had the light turned on. Um,
1: oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's lots of stories, you know, there's, there's lots of stories. I've got a lot of my own, um, you know, and I'm inspired by other people's stories all the time. Mm-hmm. Um you know Jordan Adler, he's a master storyteller, and he he has story after story of mm-hmm. of acting on promptings. Now does he tells a story about um, <clears throat> a guy that he shared sent out cards with, talked about the power of the promptings, told my story about my brother Chris mm-hmm. to this guy, and he decided that he was going to reach out to an estranged brother that they hadn't oh. talked in yeah. thirty years.
0: Yeah,
1: hadn't talked in thirty years, bitter falling out um you know completely tore the family apart and he took Jordan's challenge one day to send his brother who he hadn't talked to in 30 years a card mm-hmm. that's acting on a prompting he had a prompting that he needed to finally send a card a nice a kind card to his brother and so he sent that card to his brother and he had he he actually had a picture of his brother and him when they were young
0: right i remember this yeah
1: And then he had a picture of him at the current age and he, you know, just told his brother, Hey, look, you know, you always had my back as a kid. Just want you to know, I miss you. I love you. I'm sorry for any way I've hurt you. And thank you for being such a great big brother. Listen, I don't even need to talk anymore because you feel the energy of that.
0: Yeah. And of
1: course the, the brother called him, they shed tears, they reunited. And the rest is history. You know, they do things together now. Um, That's what it's about. And it's what it needs to be about. You know, listen, I had a, I just found out, I'm going to get personal with you for a second. I just found out last night a dear friend of mine uh, from years ago, 30, 30 years ago, I started my career in uh, network marketing I was mentored by a lady by the name of Margie Alaprandi. Yes, Margie was married at the time to a guy by the name of Tom Alaprandi. and uh, and like I said, this is a lot of years ago. This was like in nineteen heck, nineteen ninety-one, two, three, something like that. Way back when, and uh, my first stint in network marketing was uh, being mentored by by uh, by Margie and by Tom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom and Margie ended up separating and getting a divorce over the years, but they had a child together and, you know, Tom served as a, as, as a father for her other kids. And um, at the time we were great friends, you know, and I, anyway, long story short, just, just found out last night he unexpectedly passed away. He's 56 years old. He passed away. And so now, you know, I don't, I don't think about this. And we had some business dealings that didn't go real well. Um, you know, it's just whatever. they were just business dealings that, that, that didn't go well. And so we ended up not really working together anymore. And we were still nice to each other and kind to each other. We just didn't stay in contact that much other than through Margie and mm-hmm. and their, uh, their daughter. But uh, when I found out about his passing, I didn't think about any of that. I didn't think about any of the business gone bad stuff. I don't think about any of that. The only thing I thought about was the times, the great times I had with Tom, you know, the great time, the time we traveled to Reno together, the time that we, you know, would go up and work at, at, at his house until late at night, working on projects together and joking around and just having to good. he was just such a fun, fun, happy person. Mm-hmm. That's all, that's all I could think about. Mm -hmm. Spent an hour on the phone with Margie this morning talking about the good old days with Tom. You know, that's that's what life is. Life is so fragile. Mm -hmm. It's so fragile. And we all need to realize that there's nothing more important than the power of human connection and caring about other human beings. Letting go of the nonsense. Mm -hmm. Because life gets in the way and nonsense happens sometimes. But at the end of the day, we all just want to love and be loved. And I just uh, want to pay tribute to my friend, Tom.
0: Oh, what a beautiful thing. And, and what a beautiful way to, to wrap up, I think, because you said in the end, it's all about honoring relationships and caring about people. And it's so true. Um, so thank you, Cody. Thank you for, for spending some time with me and having this conversation. At, um, it's, it, it really means a lot that you that you took the time to do this. Now, I don't know if you want this or not, but how can people get hold of you? But and by that I mean I know that your books, your blue MLM blueprint, your promptings book, and your um uh, uh the power of human connection can all be found on your website, right?
1: Yeah, if you just go to Codybateman.com, K-O-D-Y, Codybateman.com yeah. and pretty much anything you need to find is on there, you know, access to books and our webinars and music videos and all kinds of fun stuff's on there. So Perfect. Uh, love to have you come and join along and uh, uh, join our YouTube channel and join the relationship podcast. And, um, you know, we'd love, love to have you. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. I mean, you're doing some incredible work out there the linkedin queen you are the linkedin <laughs> queen that's all there is to well, it it's, it's
0: an like, ongoing thing trying to get yours the way i want it but it's i
1: know but i it. i just want to send everybody in the world to you
0: to <laughs> LinkedIn, so, um, good, so I was just going to say something so um uh the linkedin thing uh prompting oh my goodness what was i going to say just uh, uh oh I know what I was going to say doing your one last dig. I'm going to get at you here. So doing your podcast, <clears throat> have you lined your, your podcast to interview up with Kobe yet?
1: Oh yeah, it is a dig. I don't. It, yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. Good. On it. It'll happen. Okay. It'll happen. We're actually, yeah, it'll happen. We're doing some unique shifting with our podcast right now that I think will, um, tailored to us getting some more celebrity type people on so we're excited about that
0: good oh you're doing an awesome job with it and i learned from listening to you as well so so thank you so much again and i look forward to seeing you in january and we're going to have a lovely christmas wish your family happy holidays see you in the sun in arizona in january
1: same to you thank you janice keep doing what you're doing you're amazing appreciate you
0: Thanks, Cody. Talk to you
1: soon. We'll see you now.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.